Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to share your story. Welcome to Revealing Conversations with Patron Nicole. Heart-led discussions that reveal, release, and unveil. You will leave this hour lighter, brighter, and inspired. And now, here's Patron Nicole. Good morning, everyone, and happy Tuesday here in Portland, Oregon, Lake Oswego. It is a sunny day here at the lake, absolutely beautiful, not a single cloud in the sky, at least in this very moment. I woke up this morning feeling a little cold. Uh, when you live on the lake, you can feel the, the cold coming through the water from the lake, and it, it was really interesting when I looked up the list of uh, temperatures all around the world, and we have 29 degrees today. So you guys, stay bundled up. I think it's going to go up to 33 degrees maximum. But I know a lot of people have been shoveling snow down in Medford and Ashland, and it's uh, been winter wonderland for those folks. But uh, I hope all of you have had a wonderful Christmas and a really great New Year. Mine was uneventful. We just had a lovely dinner and hung out with some friends and then walked around town and visited different people. So it was very, very relaxed. And we decided just not to get into a car that day or drive around and stay out of traffic and out of trouble. So I have a very special guest today. Um, Her name is uh, Candia Sanders, and I met Candia at the Portland Body Mind Expo just a few months ago. And uh, she is an intuitive and vibrational healer. She's also the author of Soul Rays, Discover the Vibratory Frequency of Your Soul, and the book The Adventures of Jack Starr, a children's story that has an intuitive, she has been an intuitive since childhood and has given the gift of healing 20 years ago. Adding healing into her intuitive work, she connects with people globally on every topic from health, career, relationships, and also soul purpose. When she was little, she started talking to fairies and rocks from the time she was only uh, four years old, and it awakened her to the world beyond the normal realms. By the time she was eight, she knew she was here with a clear purpose. At 22, she was told by a gifted intuitive she was to be a healer, and this came to pass through an arduous healing journey after a ski accident in 1993. She delved into alternative healing modalities, igniting her own healing gifts. This opened doorways into the interconnectedness in relationships and all things. 
including our emotions and this slash ease, this ease, counterbalanced by our disconnected soul experience while in human form. And I had the great pleasure of meeting Candia and uh, actually got a chance to read her book, Soul Rays. And we talked a lot about Soul Rays. And so today I'm very, very pleased uh, to introduce to you Candia Sanders. Welcome, Candia. Good morning. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on today. <laughs> well, I know that it's been a, a, a little difficult journey for you going through Christmas and New Year with uh, your own uh, loss with your father and your husband who uh, died not so long ago. And so I'm, I'm happy that you're here and that we get to go skiing together soon. Yeah, I'm looking so forward to that. I'm actually putting on my skis this Thursday for the first time in three years. So I am just thrilled. With uh, my husband's illness, we just didn't go skiing anymore, and that's been my number one first love when it comes to sports. So I'm really excited. In fact, you and you were talking about snow. It's snowing at my house. I have probably a foot of snow in the backyard. So I'm looking forward to getting out there and skiing. Candia, didn't you just move uh, from uh, Mount Hood to another location? Well, I had lived in Washington for the last 30 years, and I still have an off-grid cabin up near St. Helens, and I will spend my summers, spring and summers up there, or maybe into the fall, and then I now live in central Oregon, and it's a place I grew up essentially when I was a kid. I didn't live here, but I spent so much time here, and to me it's just heaven in my heart being here. So it's a perfect way to start this new transition in my life, to start fresh. So it's it's been a wonderful a wonderful change and it's simple. We Patrick and I were talking about simplicity and we're both into the simplicity of life and this this truly offers that for me. Mhm. Well, I find that uh, the older I get, the less drama and uh, the less clutter I want in my life and I want to clear out everything. <laughs> I am so with you. Any of you, listeners, any of you listeners out there, if you're over fifty, you probably relate to that. That it, uh, it it gets to be a lot of fun to just get rid of things and have less objects in the house and just declutter everything and and not get involved in much drama. <laughs> so I am so with you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Candia, now. Obviously, I'm I'm just extremely, extremely intrigued about your work that you do with Soul Rays. But this has been something that has been um, throughout my life, at least for the last 35 years. I've always uh, surround rays and around energy and around healing. And so can you share with us a little bit about how you uh, saw started to see rays and, and what they are. And for, for people who have maybe uh, not so much background in the healing arts, they can understand it better. It's simple, but it's complicated. It's one of those kind of catch-22s. When the healing came into my life back in 99, I didn't think I was going to be a healer when the, the intuitive told me this is what I was going to do one day. I thought, yeah, right, sure, me. I don't think so. I'm healthy. I'm athletic. Why would you know? Why would I get into to the sciences? It's almost a science as well. 
I mean, I, my background is art, so to go into anatomy is just in a whole different realm. But after my skiing accident, everything kind of changed in my life. Nothing, nothing was going back together, so I started going to a thousand different modalities trying to figure out what was going on. The whole time I kept thinking, I can do this, I can do this, I know I can do this. And so in 99, I was sitting there in a chair and my back was out again. And don't worry, I'll get to the race. My back was out. And then I thought, okay, I can get my bones back. I know I can. I can get my vertebra back. And so I started working on myself. And sure enough, I mean, it took me about an hour then, which I can now do in about 30 seconds, maybe five seconds, three seconds, because one of my favorite is energetic chiropractic. And I had this epiphany, like, oh my God, this is the direction I'm going. The more I, uh, the more I did it, the more I got into the structure, and then into the organs, and then eventually the meridians. I'm learning all the different connections between that and emotions. Well, then my girlfriend asked me if I could do it for her. I said, I don't know. I did, and through that process of starting to work on other people is when the soul race started to develop. It wasn't something that just happened overnight. It was a process of several years. In the late 90s, I actually, again, I was seeking out different alternative modalities, and I went to this gal, and she had me do this visualization, and she goes, okay, so, and she had all the words for it and said, this is what you are. She goes, what colors do you see? And I shared with her. She goes, well, those are your soul rays. And I'm going, yeah, right, okay, so what does that tell me? She never said a word. She never told me what it was about. and But I understand in the big picture as to why I needed to discover it for myself. So when I started working with people on a regular basis, created my business, started working, I started asking the first question right off the bat was, okay, what ray is this person? And then I started essentially documenting it in my head as to what each ray meant, what color meant the different emotional, physical attributes. And I'm going, I couldn't make this stuff up if I wanted to. And what it did and has been my solid entry into anybody's energy field is that entry door of the soul ray because it's a frequency of choice that we choose on the other side, no differently than when we choose an astrological sign. We choose, okay, and I'll use me as an example, my birthday is this month. So I'm an Aquarian, I'm a double Aquarian, I'm a Leo rising, blah, blah, blah. Well, when you're on the other side, you get to choose that date stamp. You get to choose exactly the frequency that you're going to be so that you can learn your best lessons. Well, in addition to that, there is a frequency of color, uh, a grouping, a guild that you also choose. So it gives. It, basically what it does is it, it gives you the opportunity to learn more about yourself so that you can understand yourself more clearly so you can do the best job that you can possibly do in this life. Every lifetime, as you and I both know, is all about learning and growing and, and uh, what I would say, softening the edges of our, of our soul so that we can be, you know, better, so we can advance, so we can keep growing. And there's also the, the flip on that, just being. But to just be, we, we choose our lessons. So the soul rays offer that. There are 12 rays that, again, correspond to the astrological signs. There, there's not one sign that says, okay, let's say, again, I'll use Aquarius, that, okay, if I'm Aquarius, I'm definitely going to be a green right now. Every soul chooses their frequency. So when I started doing 
the, the different readings and I said, oh, there's a green ray. Well, there's a blue ray and there's an indigo ray and there's a red ray. They started opening up doors into the body. So as an example, someone who's a green ray corresponds to the heart because that's the green ray chakra. Well, everybody has a green ray ends up having, you know, or has the potential to have the greatest strength in their heart or the greatest weakness in their heart or their thymus gland, their immune system. Uh, it can also show up in the lungs because that's right around the heart. So the soul rays correspond to areas of the heart with the exception of the upper rays. doesn't mean they're higher in frequency. They just correspond to different and broader aspects. So that's so, how the rays so started. So, so you have uh, 12 rays. And so is there like a, a predominant ray that humanity comes in? I mean, humans uh, pick, is there, is there like more of one ray than another ray? At this point in time, yes. I think it's always been that way. I think we've had predominant rays throughout history. For example, when we were much more primitive, I feel that the rays were more in red, which is all about you know, the, the X factor being immediate survival, tribal. Whereas today, the number one ray on the planet is blue. Blue is, corresponds to the throat corresponds to the thyroid, the thyroid meridian, also corresponds to communication. What is the number one, what would I say, mm-hmm. this uh, frequency that we have right now on the planet is communication. We are learning how to communicate globally. In fact, we overly communicate, but that's the Blu-ray that has come onto the planet to help open up our ability to communicate with different countries, with different people, with men and women, because we still can't communicate well. So having that frequency of blue on the on the planet has really helped shift our ways of communicating, and it's it's what's changing how we do life. So I I applaud and thank every Blu-ray that's on the planet today. Well, wow, that's really fascinating to me. So we have, um, I mean, we're seeing that right now in politics, where people are being forced to come together and communicate more. I mean, nothing's hidden through the internet. Everything is uh, has become global, uh, globally accessible. Exactly. And I mean, uh, the news about Haiti and and all the things that are going on. You know, much of what used to be undercover is now exposed. And so I can see that that would be, um, you know, that there might be many souls that are raising their hand, uh, begging to be here on this earth. <laughs> Right now, this is a very exactly my turn. Time. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I, I'm just saying, yeah. The, can't you just see the souls on the other side going, "My turn, my turn." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, I, yeah. So I remember when I first met you at the uh, Body Mind Expo. I think you uh, you said to me, you said, oh, you're an indigo ray. And I, I can't quite remember what that meant, but I said, oh, darn it, I'm not a blue ray. <laughs> I'm an indigo ray. Oh, my God, I'm an indigo ray. So, so what does that mean? Well, actually, if I, I'm going to pull your energy up because this is how I read people. Actually, I recall you're a violet. You're a violet with violet. Yes, uh, you're a violet girl, but you have a blue. You what? You you're. Uh, if I recall, you have a blue halo, and that blue halo is. Some people choose two aspects, and which means that in this lifetime they're here to accomplish twice as much 
And Petra's one of those. She's chosen to have a halo. I have as well. Her halo is blue, meaning she's the communicator. So as a violet, you are the seer. You are the one that can literally be at the top of the mountain and be able to see what's coming. You have that incredible keen sense about you, very, very intuitive, but you have that ability to see the bigger picture. And that's why, you know, you have done what you've done and where you are, you know, in your radio and your books and helping so many people. And then the blue is the outer rim of that. Imagine that you are the snow woman. And this is true for everybody. Uh, not the, the, the ray, but just the, the vision that you are the snow woman in a snow globe and you have this beautiful violet light around you and then you have the, the outer rim is the blue. So you are this seeing communicator. I mean, that's really who you are. And that's why people are so drawn to you. Now, what's interesting about violets are only a very small, small percentage of souls that choose this ray because it's not an easy ray. When you choose a violet ray, it's like having 100 lifetimes in one lifetime. On the other side, you go, oh, yeah, I can do this. Not a problem. Count me in. I, I, want, I want to do this. I, want, I can do this because I'm strong, which you are incredibly strong. But if you look at the things you have had to experience over the course of your life, you've gone through more than most people do in 100 lives. So, and that's, that's your book, which is wonderful. Uh, that's your life experiences. But that's what has made you the rich, incredible soul that you are today so that you can then share and help that with others. So, again, you're the snow woman in the snow globe. When you say snow woman, is that why I love snow so much? And I feel like I've been here for five years. I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a great visual because we have to see ourselves in the center of our light. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I wake up every morning and I always love uh, what Chief Seattle said. I think it was Chief Seattle. It was one of the great chiefs of the Native American Indians who said, today is a good day to die. And I do feel, I really do feel like I've been here for hundreds of years. And yeah. I could leave tomorrow and it'll be fine. I mean, not that attached. But I do know that there's a lot more work ahead. But, uh, you know, the work, hopefully, in, in, in my vision would be with people like you working together to uh, create retreats for people who really want to truly do the deeper work and really move forward with the highest potential. Because, you know, if, if there is a purpose that I feel I have, then that would be to help people reach or attain their highest potential while they're here. And that would be... Which is that perfect. Be- and that is so you. That is so you. That's the violet in you. That is, you have the potential. Every lifetime we have this potential, right? We have this potential to live up to what we set up for ourselves. Some people choose not to remember that part. You, on the other hand, have remembered it in spades and are working it into the excuse me the bigger picture for literally thousands to millions of people to hear your story. I mean, you are you are walking your talk, girl. Absolutely. Well, thank you. This is quite enlightening for any of you out there, you, you wonderful listeners. I'm speaking with Candia Sanders, and that is uh, her website is Candia C A N. D-I-A, Sanders, S-A-N-D-E-R-S, dot com. 
talking today about Soul Rays and Candia's incredible books and her amazing, amazing work. So, uh, so Candia, when you had this accident in uh, 1990, what was it, 97? 93. 93. So, so, so what exactly happened during your ski accident? <laughs> Typical me. You know, you're a skier. You get this. I was up skiing by myself in a pretty steep part of the hill, and I went out and over and slam dunked. And being tough like I am, I got up, shook myself off, and I'm going, ooh, something's not right. But I put my skis on, skied down, and things just kind of got worse. They actually thought I'd broken my neck and was not it was just wasn't a pleasant experience. I ended up with health care for a year to help with that small children. I couldn't lift my kids for a year and so that's what started it this all of this though. I mean I ha- I still have uh challenges in my body from that. I have a lot of numbness from the all the nerves. However I can move, I can dance, I can sing, I can do all the things that I could before. But that's what started me on the journey. It was long. You know, the, the the trip was long, learning how to do things again and get strong again and take care of my kids again and move out of the pain. But it's what brought me to this place. And how many times have I said, could I have learned this a little bit easier? Did I have to go through it, you know, at this level? Couldn't I just said, okay, wake up one day and say, okay, this is what I can do? But no, I had to go the, the hard route. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, it's... Uh... It's learning by default, you know, it's when we have to uh, get the tough lessons to to actually vibrate in the ray that we come in, so that mm-hmm. uh, you know, the universe or God or spirit takes us to the cleaners. <laughs> I'd like to not be taken to the cleaners anymore, I'd just like to learn it <laughs> in the consciousness field. <laughs> Oh, yeah. This is why we are so on the same page. Absolutely. <laughs> so if we become a divine co-creator of the plan, I think it would be a lot easier. And, uh, you know, I tell my friends this all the time. Uh, you know, we don't have to do this the hard way. We no. can just become conscious enough and agree with the plan and go along with the plan, but if you if you're trying to swim against the stream, it's very exhausting. So, oh, absolutely. In fact, today I sent out uh, my newsletter and and I reminded everybody. And we forget this piece is that every single thing we've done in our lives, every thought, things that we brought into this life with, things that we've brought in from our parents, the thinking, every thought, every action, every of who we are has brought us to this exact minute. So if we are not happy, if we're not healthy, if we are not content in a relationship, well, who created it but us? So, but the best part with all of that, if we know that every single thing that we do, every thought that we have can create where we are at this minute, then we can change our future just by changing our thinking. You have to clear out some of the old baggage you know, a lot of people just want to forget about it. Well, we still have to clear it because it gets stuck in ourselves. It really does. We, our body gets stuck. Let's say somebody's been in a, a car accident or, in my case, a ski accident. Those cells get stuck in that moment, and you have to reprogram them. 
so that you can then move forward and be happy and healthy. But it's everything is right before us. We have all the tools that we need to make it happen. Mm. Well, what's so interesting to me is, you know, when I when I see um, someone who has been in survival mode and suffering and lots of drama for, you know, maybe a decade or two, and to give them then, to make available to them the tools to catch a glimmer or just a ray of hope that they can shift within their consciousness that will allow them to exit from that particular life that is so tough to do. Uh, that That is a moment of such celebration. And you must be, you know, working with the rays like you do and, and being able to articulate this so well, Candia. It must be just such rewarding work with people for you. I love my life. I, I Even though I've had great loss, I love my life. I love what I'm able to do. For example, New Year's Eve, I was invited to be the intuitive for the evening and I got to go around to all these tables and in, the, in this event and ask people if they want to, you know, have a kind of a glimpse into this year. And, you know, people who had never done anything like this where they hadn't looked into a, their deeper soul and you, you saw the laughter and the smiles on their face. It was wonderful. When I see somebody feel better after I've worked on them because, you know, I got their bones back into alignment or I cleared out some old garbage out of their heart and they go, oh, my God, I feel so much better. That is the greatest gift there could ever be. Like I said, I feel like the luckiest woman on the planet because, and I'm sure you do too, to be able to see that and see the rewards and reap the rewards because somebody has has shifted. I'm thinking I, I love my life. I love my life because being able to be of service is the greatest gift. Yeah, you know, when I came back from Germany, I mean, uh, seeing all my relatives, and I, I visited 28 relatives and 10 friends in 14 days and slept in nine beds. And oh, I my was God. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was wrecked when I came back. I was so jet-lagged, and then I arrived to this crazy snow, and we couldn't get out of the airport for hours, and you know, and I and I thought about my, I stayed with my brother and my aunts and my cousins and my nephews, you know, and uh, it was, it was really amazing, but there were, there were moments of uh, such deep sadness for me where I wish I could, you know, replicate myself a few hundred times so I could stay with everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> and, I love uh, that. You know. It's it's hard when you're living in another country and your your family lives so far away. And my, my brother, you know, says I'm al- I already miss you. You know, you haven't even left yet, but I already miss you. And I I wish I could just there could be a, a, a few of me at least. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, I love it. Well, we are very fortunate to have you in the states. We are. We're very fortunate. Well, thank you, oh. Candia. <laughs> Thank well, you. It's just true. It's true. I fell in love with you when I met you. It was wonderful. No. Well, I'm excited that we get to go skiing because I know you're gonna you're gonna get me back in shape. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't skied in three years, so we'll see. 
Well, this is a good thing. So we're picking a small mountain. Mount Ashland isn't so big, so it'll be fun. But I have to share a funny story with you. I got a phone call as soon as I came back from Germany, and it was a German phone number on WhatsApp, which is an app where you can talk for free with anyone all over the world. And I called the I called that number back and I didn't real I didn't know who it was from my clan, you know, from my family clan of friends. And this gentleman answers and his name is Robert Furster and he says to me, Well, you and I know each other. We went to the same schools and we're we're all born in the same year and I live in Ashland now, but you and I all lived in the same village and went to, to the same you know, uh, music events and all of this, and I live here now. And so I have invited him and his family to dinner on Friday night <laughs> so we can oh. speak Korean. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Oh, yeah. I, you know, th- there's definitely, when you look at stuff like that, when, and when the synchronicities line up, there is a higher purpose, the connections. You know, when I look at, sorry, I'm going to go into my intuitive mode, when I look at souls like that, I this is kind of a, a way of how I describe this to other people so you can kind of get a visual. We're so human, we need to have visuals for things. So when I look at souls on the other side, the the visual that I, I share with was imagine having this, well, we'll use New Year's. We'll use New Year's Eve. It's perfect. A New Year's Eve party. And you have all these tables and everybody is dressed in everything possible. You know, it could be glamorous. It could be you know, a woodsman, whatever. Everybody's dressed and sitting on these tables. So these tables can be anywhere from 8 to 12, could be 4, you know, these groups of tables. And those are your soul groups. Those are the the intimates that you go through literally lifetime after lifetime and lifetime and lifetime with that will always do the dance with you. And then the table next to you that you can squish your chair back and talk to them, they might be every couple lifetimes. And then there are those who are in the middle of the room that you share every 500 years with. Well, when people show up that seem what I would call random, which is not random, of course, because there are no accidents, that someone like this from your childhood ends up in the same town in Oregon. Is How amazing is that, you know, for when you're going to be doing your ski trip, is that um, there is that connection, my sense is that soul connection between the two of you is not on the same table, but on the table right behind you, as if you're on that, so you've done lifetimes together. Maybe not every lifetime, but you definitely have a connection with this man. And so how exciting is that to be able to have that opportunity to share time and and catch up and see where he is and his family is and where you are? It's really fascinating uh, because he knew my father really well and also my brother. And he, his brother had a similar story to my brother. You know, they both had to struggle with some things in life. And and so his brother is now gone, but my brother is still alive. So it was really a pleasure to see my brother. And I have to call him today and tell him the story. He'll be absolutely blown away by this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, so so it's it's exciting stuff that people people find each other again after lifetime after lifetime. And um, I know it's, um, you know, when we're speaking of death, you know, and I I often uh, talk about detachment of, 
feeling that this is just such a short journey, really, being a human being. You know, we're here for 80, 90, or 100, or even 110 or 120 years, and uh, and then we come back again, and we we repeat this journey over and over and over and over until we get to a place where perhaps we incarnate on another planet and go somewhere else. And so uh, I would love for you to uh, speak about that a little bit in terms of, I know you've just experienced uh, your dad's death and your husband's death and it's um, being an intuitive like you are with such, uh, such an incredible talent. Still, we have to go through the human emotion just like Yeshua or Jesus did when he was on the cross, you know, just because someone is um, very intuitive and open to spirit and sees things and has the vision, it doesn't mean that you suffer less. I would agree. I would agree. I think that understanding that, and I, I have to admit I have a bit of a, a funny sense of humor. So I look at us as kind of like naps on the windshield of, of life, you know, we're gone. So you know that you get to see these people and these souls again and again. And it, it doesn't make the journey any less challenging or arduous. The good thing about my dad is he had a long life and a happy life. And the older he got, the more he relied on my intuition before he used to think I was his crazy airhead daughter when in truth, I'm so far from it, but he didn't necessarily understand it. But I kept reminding him I was only a reflection of him. So when he passed, we had great conversations as he was leaving, and I could see everybody that was waiting for him. He could hear their voices, but he didn't know who they were. So I was the only one with my dad when he when he passed, and and so I was talking to him and sharing with him because at that point in time he couldn't talk. The, the leaving process is very difficult for a lot of people to deal with because the body is shutting down and it's just so difficult to watch someone pass away when in truth I, I can see the soul leaving and I've had great connections with my dad subsequently and I know where he is out there in the universe so I can check in with him. In fact, the first time I essentially in a dream, he uh, said, Oh, you found me. And I go, of course I did. Shelly, I'm your daughter. You know? And then with my husband, with my husband, what I learned as a healer, and this is the hardest thing, is it's not always my job to fix things. And here is with someone that I love dearly, and I couldn't fix him. There were so many things that he needed to process himself that at about... A year and a half into his cancer, I literally said, okay, God, I get it. And I put my hands up, turned it over, and I said, okay, I'm done. And I literally did not work on him in terms of trying to heal him. I worked on him to keep his pain at bay, but I let the process unfold the way it was supposed to. And so when he did pass, I was with him. In fact, I would invite anybody who has been dealing with someone who is challenged by illness to go back to my blog which I do a, a blog on WordPress called Sunshine for Your Soul on Isle of You and a year ago in February because my husband died the 27th of January and then the first week of February I wrote about my husband died in my arms 
goes into detail everything that transpired in that day of his passing. It was phenomenal. And to have him conscious but unconscious at the same time and having him respond to me, taking him to the bridge to help him. And a bridge is, is just our way, again, as a visual to understand the letting go of the, the soul from the body and moving him to the other side and letting him, you know, reach that next level. And it was an amazing experience, and that's why I wrote about it. And I, through this past year, it's amazing. To, I get to say past year now. It's not this year anymore. It's last year. It's so exciting. Is that uh, he has continued to communicate with me. We, he's, he's always nearby. My dad is not. He's, he's doing other things out there in the universe, whereas my husband has stayed closer. And we, I have created a space in time where we go meet and we can have conversation and see where he is and see where I am. And he's, he's stuck around to help with the transition that I've had to deal with with his company. So it's, it's really made a difference. I think that when people pass away, they, of course, they never really leave us. They just shift. And and that's the other thing is I think that we on this plane need to remember that so many people have, not that it's not traumatic, not that it's, you don't go through your process. Like I was just speaking before the, the show that December was tough, you know, December was tough because everybody gets together with their family and my family went from six down to four in a year. Boom. And so mm-hmm. it, it just changed, but it doesn't mean that they're not with us. It just is that, that frequency has changed. And the more that we understand the connections and the ability to, you know, clear the, the veil and we can communicate because they're really right here, then it shifts our ability to live because if, it's just like, I love what you said, it's a good day to die. I mean, that's exactly how we should live our lives, that this is a good day to die because we're doing everything we were supposed to be doing. It was beautifully put. I totally agree with you. Yeah, and uh, I just am on your website right now, Candia, and I clicked on blog, and there is a something here, uh, December fifth, two thousand sixteen, where our thoughts go, there goes our reality, um, and isn't that the truth? I mean, it's it's when we are not dealing with the emotional blockages that are still caught like a form of disease in the body and it propels us or spirals us back into this reactionary stuff that we have, you know, we're supposed to be sad when someone dies. We're supposed to feel, you know, all these emotions of, of what society uh, uh, mm-hmm. paradigm was that we grew up in. And so, you know, one of the things I like to do with people is uh, paradigm shifting in unraveling yeah. the paradigm. Because what you are doing is massively unraveling the paradigm for people. That's what I feel. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's true. We do need to shift that. And it's true what society says. I mean, how can, how can you move forward in your life when you're, you know, your husband just died? Well, we, that's, that's our only option. Otherwise, we get stuck in the past. And, and that doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't serve the soul that passed on. Because then you're holding them back and then you stay back. And I see this over and over and over again where people are so stuck based on mm-hmm. someone leaving, you know, because that was, their, that was their story. That was what they chose. And then people don't live. They don't live their lives. 
it's it, it's it's like I just want to go give them the you know the wake up call going it's a beautiful day this is why you're here yeah great day to live it's a great day to live it's 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 a great day to live yep indeed so what uh, what's in store for you I know that uh, you have a children's book out do you want to talk about that a little bit of how you um, came to write uh, The Adventures of Jack Starr. By the way, I love that title. <laughs> Thank you. That all, my my original intention was when my children were growing up, I have two boys that are now in their 20s, was to write stories based on all the different states. <laughs> I got one done. <laughs> Life got in the way. It was to base uh, books on the adventures of children in the different states, but bring in the the mystical, the spiritual stories of the area, combined with geology, geography, biology, botany, all of the things that I feel that kids are missing. Most kids don't know how to use a map anymore. They, if they're someplace without Wi-Fi and they can't use their phone, they don't know where on the planet they are. And I swear people don't pay attention to what the trees are, the rocks are, our our basic world around us. So I was in constant teaching mode when my children were growing up so that they would always have a good solid foundation of basic instincts. So that's how the, the, the story developed when we were in Hawaii. It was one of our places we would go to when the kids were growing up, we'd go over and do fun things, but every day was a learning day. So then I incorporated the mysticism of the Polynesians into the story and the the Hawaiians, the eventual Hawaiians that were in the islands. And so there's history involved in the story. And again, all the flora and the fauna of the islands is incorporated into it. So as you're reading it, even as an adult, you're going to learn about the the volcanoes and you're going to learn about the fish and the birds that you probably didn't know about. And that was my intention, is to bring in the magic of the area. And then I was going to do, I, the next one on board was Washington and Oregon, of course, since that's my, my home. And then, mm-hmm. again, life got in the way, and I ended up in divorce. And you know, those books didn't happen. doesn't mean I won't circle back to them one day. But the other truth is I have probably 10 books to write before that before I get back to that so but that was the reason behind it and if you read it the, the kids in the book are so my I love it I love it what a great idea I, I was uh, actually a, a while back a few years back I thought about that very subject of um, you know taking kids uh, from Los Angeles inner city kids from Los Angeles and bringing them to Oregon for a couple of weeks in the summertime and, you know, letting them experience nature so that they know where carrots are grown and, you know, where, where exactly. come from. Because uh, we, are, we are becoming uh, quite codependent with technology and it's, uh, you know, with Amazon now delivering food, and it's been going on in England for quite a while already where people order. They don't even go out anymore to the grocery store. You know, people yeah. are ordering food online. And it's like their inter- interactions are dwindling. It's not really healthy for us humans to live this way. No, so, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. And how many but, people read books? I mean, how many, you know, it's 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 kind of a crazy 
transition, and yet I'm also seeing this groundswell of movement back. And, of course, you and I live in the Northwest where there are a lot of organic farms and people are getting more involved in getting back to the earth, which is wonderful. We just need to see that on a, a broader mm-hmm. scale. And I think your idea of bringing kids, I actually had thought about those things too when my kids were growing up, of helping kids that have no concept of what the wilderness is all about, being outside. You know, all they know is the concrete and, and uh, Instagram. <laughs> and malls and going to the mall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, I, it would be something to definitely um, check out and talk about when we are together and uh, think about some ideas for retreats. Uh, uh, just so that uh, the listeners know, uh, anybody that just jumped on the call right now, I my guest today is Candia Sanders, candiasanders.com. Candia wrote a book called Soul Rays, Discover the Vibratory Frequency of Your Soul. And she also has a children's book out. Uh, Candia is an intuitive and does amazing work with people. And uh, Candia, do you want to uh, share your email and how people, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you? Email's good. That works great. It's Candia Sanders at Yahoo. Go to my website. There's access to me on that. My telephone number is 360-608-9555. And if anybody wanted to schedule appointments, you can do it just right on my website. It makes it real easy. There's a calendar right there, and you can book it online. So, But I'm always available. I'm great at texting. You know, somebody, because I don't honestly always live on my email, contrary to what everybody thinks I should be doing. I don't. And I'm, you know, actually really in this space of balance. And balance to me is not living on my phone and my emails and everything. And so texting is actually better for me. You know, so if you get a hold of my phone number, you can text me, say, hi, my name is, you know, Mary, and I am interested in speaking to you more about your medical intuitive or about my relationships or my career. I want to clear out this. It's a great time to do it. One of the things that I love to do with people is share with them that their body is a frequency and that food is a frequency, and that life is a frequency, and the most important thing is lining up with the frequencies that best suit your vibration. And then it changes how we feel physically. It changes how we feel mentally and because we become, become more clear, and then emotionally we feel more whole. When that all transpires, then you get to be the best that you are, and then you get to go share that energy with everybody else around you so it's a win-win all around Uh, that's a really big subject uh, frequency and food Uh, when I was living in an ashram I was uh, for one year on raw food and I I only needed about four or five hours of sleep and I was never hungry and I had more energy than I ever had in my whole life so wow. it was really quite amazing being on a raw food diet. I mean, it's difficult once you break it or you introduce even just one bite of anything that's cooked is, uh, is you know, immediately your taste buds change and you want to go back to cooked food. 
so it was it was okay while I didn't introduce anything that was cooked, but the moment I ate popcorn, it was over. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but this Christmas. It. Uh, my boyfriend gave me a, uh, uh, my gift this year was a, a very elaborate gift. It was a, 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 a trip to Hawaii and a platinum uh, cookware. And I don't know if you've ever wow. experienced platinum cookware, but it was really amazing uh, to cook in it because you can cook in it without oil. You don't need any oil or very, very little oil. And you can make things on... Um, all the nutrients, all the enzymes, because you just heat it and then you turn it the stove off because it keeps the pan hot. So my son uh, actually made a stovetop lasagna in platinum cookware on top of the stove yesterday. And I uh, was talking to him about frequency and food of how uh, important it is for us to uh, do this new year with more smoothies and more raw food and, you know, just staying on uh, healthy and protecting ourselves against viruses. And um, I just love... uh, my new group that I have on Facebook, it's called uh, PDX Foodies, and I post all kinds of stuff about different uh, food that uh, is available to people uh, locally here in Portland and how each of the foods re- relates to the different chakras, how if you, if you eat certain foods, they are yes. good or positive for different chakras like for example uh, the throat chakra being blue like you spoke of with the blue ray it's uh, foods that are blue so so what foods do we have that are a purple or blue color for example grape Uh, grapes are blue they can be blue or the darker foods like dark dark chocolate (laughs) this this is thing to eat And, well, and that's know, true for the soul rays, too. You eat for your soul ray. Yeah, and this is powerful. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. we need to do a soul ray food class is what we need to do. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic because I think it's really, really important. And you forget that what's great, though, more grocery stores, I mean, even like Fred Meyer, uh, maybe Safeway is, is kind of picking up something at global, you know, kind of a national type of thing. Freddy's is a Northwest icon, but where it's very colorful and everything, they go in and you get to see the rainbow foods because people go, well, what are the white foods or what are the violet foods or what are the red foods? And and, and then those who are, again, of a, let's say an indigo ray, you can combine the blue and the red foods so that they create the purple foods and and yes, eating your colors based on your chakras are, I think, are really important. And mm-hmm. I think your your point about raw foods is really good. However, I like cooked, <laughs> I like warm foods. I have to admit. So to be on a raw food diet, even though I know it's really healthy, I don't know if I could ever wrap myself totally around. But I think it's well, a great it's, idea. I, I, go ahead. It's tough not easy and you have to prepare a lot of stuff you know I mean we used to sprout everything that was possibly sproutable and then uh, work it into you know a raw 
sprout loaf with almonds and and different nut butters and that sort of thing you know and it's i mean it can be it can be easy if you have the know-how and the recipes to make it so but holy smoke i don't think i could do it now i'd have to still have my soup so yeah along with you i like it hot i like hot food but if you do it right if you use the right ingredients you can i love the the concept of your platinum cookware that's phenomenal is that then you get the best of both because i think we're programmed and this goes back in our dna you think about it when they we we discovered fire and all of a sudden we could cook our foods and it was hot i mean that became pleasurable it became uh something that created a social environment where people would gather around the fire and eat their food so there's something within our programming that that creates that synergy that unity with other people when we've got that that warm food connection it's satisfying to the soul so that I think that's another reason why it's difficult just to say, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Exactly, exactly. Well, Candia, I am uh, so delighted that we had a chance to chat today. And, oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for being on my show. It, it was it was really a pleasure to uh, learn more about Ray's and hear more about your work and. I'm excited to find out about uh, next year and the years following of all the wonderful things you're going to be doing. I'm sure there's going to be some opportunity for us to do workshops. And, oh, yes. Uh, we are we- doing workshops. No question about it. We are doing workshops. I like your food idea. I, I believe that our energies together, let's just put it out that, but we are doing workshops this, this spring, this summer this fall we haven't got the dates yet but we are putting things together so that we can bring people together to help shift and awaken and energize people amen to that yep. I yep. so i wish you candia a beautiful day playing the Thank snow you. i think you're going out there to ski today right I'm skiing on Thursday. I'm going out in the snow. I've got I've got clients this afternoon, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a, a little time to go take my dog out for a snow walk. I've got a big husky wolf, and I'm taking him out for a walk. And then I've got my clients. And then skiing on Thursday, I am gonna go with my mother. I I am here for my mom. So oh, oh yeah. I have to share this. My mother still teaches skiing, and up at Hoodoo here in Oregon. So if you ever decide you want to try skiing or if you haven't skied and you want to go to Hoodoo, you need a lesson, you ask for my mom, Donna. She is amazing. She's taught for 50 years. And her name is Don? Donna. 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 Donna, okay. Donna, Donna Sanders. Yep. Go, go to Mount Hood and ask for Donna Sanders to teach you how to ski. And Mount exactly. Hood is a, it's a wonderful mountain. It's just such a sweet mountain, and I love that lodge. <laughs> oh, no, this well, is Hoodoo. This is Hoodoo over in the Cascades. It's just it's Hoodoo. a tiny little ski resort here in Central Oregon, Hoodoo. Oh, oh, oh it's the one before Bachelor. Okay. You're exactly. Yeah. It's, over, yeah, yeah. it's over here. Well, thank you. 
Well, again, have a glorious day today, Candia, and I can't wait to see you next weekend in Ashland. Uh, to the listeners, thank you for being on the show. Again, tonight is five. Please join me um, at the webinar, live webinar at 5 p.m., The Seven Insights, a book I wrote 10 years ago, working tonight on the seventh of all the seven insights, accountability. So we're going to talk about accountability and what that means and how to be more accountable to ourselves. And this is kind of apropos because of uh, all the New Year's resolutions people are setting, including myself. I am doing a live webinar in January. There will be two opportunities for a vision board or a spirit board class that you can enroll in, and it's on my website. Also join me on Facebook. Uh, and just friend, Petronicole, P-E-T-R-A-N-I-C-O-L-L. I always love to hear from you. So shoot me a text or just email me at Petra at Petronicole.com. And uh, my blog is uh, coming out today. There will be a new blog posting about all the events that are coming up for 2017. And more to follow with Candia Sanders as my guest today. We are definitely doing retreats. Have a wonderful day. If you are in Portland, Oregon, or Lake Oswego, uh, sunshine, I think I'm going to go lay outside for a minute and catch a, a little bit of vitamin D. I'm sure we all need it. And have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Arrivederci. Ciao, ciao. Thank you. Thank you. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.